talking about fact, I'm talking about fiction, hold on, card my back. I'm talking about life, life, and all I hear is, oh yeah, keep talking about I ain't crack. talking about profit, I'm talking about pain. I'm talking about despair, I'm talking about shame. I'm talking about gossip, I ain't talking about game. I ain't talking about Jimmy, I ain't talking about Dame. I'm talking about real shit, them people playing. What is you talking about? I don't know what y'all saying. Hey. People keep talking. I don't know what y'all saying. I don't know what y'all saying. That's a perfect time to come in from the bar with great bars from Jay, man. On that one, what is y'all saying? AKA, what are you saying? What are you talking about? And that is the topic of episode two of Bars. Because you got one of those. That's you know, hosted by myself, Dawn, my co host, Kaleem. Yo, yo, and of course. Our DJ, our producer, our content director, Christopher Scott over here. Yes, yes. And um, the first thing before we jump in, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the love. Man, thank y'all so much. I mean, they just showed us so much love on episode one. Thank you for the listens. We're now on Spotify. We're on Apple. Apple. Where else we at? Google. We're yep. on Billions or Bus. However you want to get it, you can get it. It's we there. just serving bars. That's However it. you want to get it, we got, we're going to get it to you. We're going to get hey. to you. <laughs> Run it so back. today, you know, we're going to get this a little deep. Last time, we we're about being self-aware. Are you ready for this life? Can you handle yeah. this life? So, okay, if your answer is yes, you're here, you, you say yes. The next thing is like, you need to know the vocabulary of what you're getting yourself into. There are certain words and language mm-hmm. and phrases and things you need to know. So before you start saying, how can we get an investor? Don't talk about raising money. Don't talk about building a team. Let's talk about you and the words you're using and do you know what you're talking about when you're talking to the people that you need to talk to so in the words of aubrey aka drake i can teach you how to speak my language rosetta stone okay and today the rosetta okay. stone of ceo Translating. startup okay. entrepreneurship rosetta stone the surface to decode so you, Yo. you know we're gonna jump in on that and Colleen, what you want to Yeah, add man. So I just want to say, like, you know, being in the tech space, like, especially being black in tech, is like the stuff that we normally do as a culture, you know, we can do that in this space as well. So we all know, like, when you black, you got to know the language. You got to know, hey, what's up? What's good? What's cracking? What's popping? Who that? You know, where you at? Who you be with? All of these things. Like, nobody else talk like that. We know that. So that's our own language, right? So the tech space got its own language. So we have to learn how to use the words in order to do it. Because the thing about language is that it's really people's way of sizing you up. By yes, what you say, take you seriously. If you don't know certain yeah. words, where you from? I know where you from. They're not gonna t- take right? you seriously, and that's what happens to me a lot. I'll meet founders and I'll be meet people and they'll ask me questions out at events, and I'll ask them, you know, well, what's your cap table looking like, or what type of raise? And they're just like, what is that? Or, mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're not ready to talk. You're not ready to talk to me, let alone like nobody. You're not ready to talk to anyone right now. Right. So I want I want to help us tighten up. No, again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not giving legal advice. I am speaking from direct experience and from just, you know, things that I have read. I'm going to share with you just based on my experience. You should always, no matter what you hear anywhere, do your own research. There we go. Look it up. Question everything. Question everything. (laughs) Dig deeper. Yeah. Learn it for yourself. Don't take it for face value. But I want to drop some words on you just so that you can know where you stand. And the first one we're going to talk about is the language of operations. Okay. Like the basic thing. Okay. You, my name is Dawn. I want to start a business. Okay. What am I? Startup versus entrepreneurship. 
Okay. This is something I want to talk about. Yeah, I know you're passionate. This is something I want to yeah, talk about. I know you're passionate about I've been about an this. entrepreneur yep. 17 years. My first company was a technology company and I considered to be now what they call a startup. Before that, it was just everything was under general entrepreneurship. But I see a lot of people, and I just want to get the, get your, get the vocabulary right. This is not insults anybody or any shape. A startup, I want to read the definition, is that a startup is started by individual founders or entrepreneurs to search for a repeatable and scalable business model. More hmm. specifically, a startup is, emer is a newly emerged business venture that aims to develop a viable business model to meet a marketplace need for a problem. Okay, but here's the kicker. Okay. Founders design startups to effectively develop and validate a scalable business model. Hence, ooh, I messed that one up, guys. I was driving my point home. Wait, okay. And the quote got messed up. Oh. I was driving my point home. <laughs> right, it did. Hold on, I was driving my point home. Yeah. My point basically is this. Scalable business models that are really going to be able to be duplicated and the founder can exit it. Okay. Startup typically applies to something that can be scaled largely like technology go. entrepreneurship definitely falls under anything right. you're starting Hus on your hustling. own yeah right. starting talk about but that, this that, but that goes back to the language piece that you was talking about right. where you know just like in law right uh, in a legal sense this word means something different so in this business sense startup yeah you hear the word start but it it, it doesn't mean startup like like a business that's just starting it's actually got a real industry definition that's on it so that just drives the point home even with something like startup I found my point are scalable yes i felt i'm like you guys i know i'm not crazy i know i did my research because you know, we put a lot into this. We really, we're talking and we're shooting the shit. We're doing our hip hop, but like we want to educate. We be crafty. So we have very much so done our research. So I found my quote that I wanted to really drive home about, about startups. And basically entrepreneurship refers to all new businesses, including self-employment and businesses that never intend to grow big or become registered. Right. While startups refer to new businesses that intend to grow beyond the solo founder, have employees and intend to grow large. So that's a scalable business model. That's, yeah. Everybody's not a startup. You're not right. doing a startup. And it's important, like I told you in the other in episode, well, know yourself. Know how far you want to go. If you're building a family business that you want to have yeah. one small. And those things are okay. That's not a startup. That's beautiful, it's right? It's amazing. If you make sandwiches or just you have a craft or like I'm an artist. So if I'm like, look, I got this amount of customers. I'm good with moving my music to these people. It doesn't qualify as startup because it's, it's startup. still tied to me, right? Yes, you know. And I may not want to even grow that much. And I it goes off cool. of your business model. And even look at your, like, again, it goes back to the word scalable business model. And I'm not saying that you can't build a scalable fashion model, a fashion business model. And, and so some fashion startups are, like, more like fashion tech because they do have something that's highly scalable. And when you think about scalable, you're talking about 10x multiple and an exit, yeah. 10x multiple, 100x multiple. Yeah. This is what you mean. Numbers. Numbers. Yeah. Going yeah. back to the numbers. And then, I, so knowing if you're a startup and just general entrepreneurship, knowing how to classify yourself and talk about your business because people that know money people that know business if you're not classifying yourself correctly they're gonna know they're gonna know that you, they're not gonna take you seriously once again then small business let's be clear we're all a small business not many people listening and you know are, are beyond a small business as according to the definition of the all sba right. right you want to kick some facts yeah, for yeah. us um, the U.S. Small Business Administration counts companies with as much as 35.5 million in sales and 1,500 employees as small businesses. Bodies. Right? So that goes to tell you. 1,500 <laughs> employees. 1,500 employees. 35.5 yeah. million in sales. So 
and then I ran across this other one that says, you know, speaking to to my black people, um, between 2007 2012, black business experienced 34% growth, but out of the 2.6 million, 4.2% have paid employees. So, four percent. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So these are not startups in general, and it again, it's fine. It works. Absolutely. It's, it works, and we again we say this all. I want you to listen to this. Don't take it as criticism. We take some new information. Be like, okay, take it to grow. It's all in love. Like Jay-Z says, everybody can tell you how to do it. They never did it. We're, we're doing it. We've done it. We did it. And we want to tell you the right way so that a lot of these mistakes I'm telling you about, yeah. I made these mistakes. I know this because I didn't know what to <laughs> call myself. To tell I people. know this yeah. because I didn't have my shit together. I know this because I learned the hard way over many years. Nobody sat me down and said, boom, do you know these words? I had to go somewhere and be talking and then they asked me a word I didn't know. Mm. I remember when I first heard the wow. word lifetime value during a live pitch on stage, tech cocktail, startup of the year competition, top 10 in the nation. I'm pitching to win money that I needed so bad. The judge asked me, what's the lifetime value of your customer? I had never effing heard that phrase before. Keep in mind, I'm pitching on stage in national competition. Right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> they said lifetime value. It's an auditorium full of people. And I made up some shit because I'm me. I said, I at, at flat out of heels. We are, you know, striving to keep our customers for a lifetime. And we were like some bullshit. <laughs> right, right. That is not what that Yo. means. So listen, humbled myself in that moment. And I went up to her afterwards and I said, you know, I didn't win. I, I, I was in the top five. I didn't win. I think I, no, actually I got third. I got third. So I got third, which is, That's if you're not first good. or last, but right. I'm joking. Um, Ricky Bobby. But anyway. <laughs> I got third. Chris looking like <laughs> joking. Ricky Bobby. Not joking. <laughs> if you're not first or last. No, it's not. That's not the motto. We're all winners in a way. Win. Win, 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 win. Uh, everything else. Win, 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 win. Oh, okay, man. so back to the story. I went up to her afterwards. I said, listen, you know, thank you for asking a question. Can you please tell me what lifetime value means? And may we, can I have your card and can I network? I can learn from you. I, I, I need to get stronger. Lifetime value, we're going to get into that a little That's bit later. Dope. But that was a moment, a teaching moment for me. You're never too big. So, yeah. again, I'm sharing with you what I know. Like, I'm definitely And maybe you ain't humble above. yourself. Maybe you grounded I'm yourself. I'm not saying I'm above anyone. I'm saying please don't learn the hard way and embarrass yourself on stage. So, we're going to jump in. The last thing I just dropped was... I love y'all, and I know that getting a McDonald's franchise is big boy cheddar, one million liquid in a bank. Right. But a franchise is not a startup, so I love it's just everybody. The got a Subway, a Smoothie yeah, King, it's just a technicality. A Wingstop. She thinking. Mm, mm. But again, you know I love Rick. What you love about Wingstop? <laughs> Lemon pepper. <laughs> Lemon pepper wings. Okay, so this is not a Wingstop ad. They did not sponsor this podcast at all. But if y'all want to. Y'all know Definitely where to find us. Definitely open to it. Rick Ross Holler at me. You know how I feel about my mama, mama, mama. Y'all know, know where anyway, to find us. So, anyway, we're going to let Kaleem jump in first. Yeah. Got the talking on his head off. He's going to talk about the language of software development. He's an engineer, y'all. This is a black technologist. Listen, listen. You feel Linda, me? You got Linda, it. Linda. Live on air. That's not an advertisement for Linda this either. Is real. <laughs> so, when I went through and I learned about coding, right, I learned about full stack development. What is we talking about? What is that? Right? Like, you, is it Legos? Are we talking like, about double stack? Like, because the Wendy's is over there down the street. What is that? What What are you saying? First person I sat down with, I'm like, yeah, I got an idea on coding. I think I want to do this. He said, okay, cool. What stack do you like to work in? 
I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, well, you know, software is like layers. Like you got like a back end, you got a front end, and then you got like sometimes like a middle layer, maybe a layer that sits between the front and the middle. I'm like, I think computers are cool. Uh, <laughs> I've been on a couple websites. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can do that. You and know. this goes to the operations because, again, you, you have know. an idea for an app or idea for something. You need to be able to communicate exactly. what the hell you are trying to start. Yes. Else nobody could take you serious. At all. Nobody. Especially not engineering because it's like, first of all, you're just going to get all your money taken if that's what you think you're about to do. You have to know the language. You know, what is full stack? What is... Um, what is back end, right? What is a client side? What is server side? What is an API? Look them up, y'all. Take notes. Yeah. What is a? What is an API? Um, how do people make money? Like Google. Like what is an API call? Um, excuse me. You don't need to be an engineer, but you definitely need to. You're talking about you in software, right. so hosting and people that say they're a tech founder you're tech you know so people in tech expect you to understand that and let's get it uh, right i'm not a non-technical founder i did exactly. i went to listen i'm gonna tell y'all all the real i went to ohio state journalism went to devry in columbus ohio to learn technical skills went to school for it i am technically a non-technical founder i have a technology education on a operations and I can I can build a website back in 2000, you guys. But I still had to learn the but language to communicate yeah. with my team members to tell them when they say something to me, I need to know what they're talking about. Right. And and so you can't go hire someone. You I gotta make decisions. So we tell you, hey Don, hey, this is the way the software was designed. We cannot implement that code change. Uh, the software team is saying that you know it's not a reusable. Like all of these things that need to go in engineering. I crashed and burned. And, and spent $80,000 on my first software version because I did not Listen understand. To these jewels, I did not understand what they were building. I listened to what, so I hired an outsourced contract, outsourced a software development company. Farce. I didn't understand everything they were saying. I was listening to what they were telling me represented what I was telling them I wanted to build. And it wasn't. And I, I didn't have enough knowledge to really understand what they were building. So I paid for it thinking it was one thing. But... I did. I, I made the mistake of not getting a guidance or a mentor, or I didn't have a CTO. I'm not. I'm a non-technical founder, and I, you know, I didn't know the language, and I, I paid for it. Man, I paid that's, for it. That's so and real. so, I'll, in I'll hindsight, even that. though I didn't know the language, I would have studied the language earlier. I studied the language as a result of that experience. But I would have had at least a CTO, mentor, or advisor to right. go through every single thing. A developer on my team, even as an advisor, give me. You know, hey, ask somebody, I can't just afford to bring idea. you on full time, but hey, yeah. can you read over this and just help me understand what I'm building so that when I go and talk to contract developers, I can communicate and they don't Man, get over that's... on me. Clutch, clutch information. Stop and rewind that part. Clutch. We're going to keep me. going through it because we, we have a lot. You know, I'm going to go down to, all right, so how are you going to figure your product out? Know the language. If it's anything tech related, figure out how to talk to technology people to do that. The next thing is, it's time to incorporate your business. Okay, you know what kind of business you are. You, you have to know what an NAICS code is. That's a North mm. American Industry Classification System and a SIC code, Standard Industrial Classification. Look it up. Make sure you know it. Our code is 511210. We're a software publisher. Yeah. You have to know where your company is classified to do any type of filing with the SEC. You have to, in order to raise money, you have to know what classification that your company falls under, period. Then, the next, okay, it's time to incorporate the business. I like this. Instinctively, automatically, I know me. The first thing I did, 
Go Get It LLC. Bam, In the bam. words of Nicki I got Minaj, one too. even though she canceled, yeah. I still like that bar. <laughs> Turn it to a LLC. But LLC is not always the best. You need to really research corporation types to figure out what's the best for what you're trying to do. So I have two companies currently. One's LLC and one's a Delaware C Corporation. I want to remind you, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not giving legal advice. This is not legal advice. <laughs> we were saying to you right now, it's a Right, right. <laughs> the two key differences between an LLC and a C corporation are the ability to divide ownership in the way in which the income is taxed. Look it up. Figure it out. A C corporation is the entity of choice for venture capital and angel investors. I'm reading some things. I pulled this up to make sure I right, get it right. Get the facts straight. A C corporation is a tax status. A C corporation is a separate entity from its shareholders, and therefore C corporations offer limited liability protection to directors and shareholders. They want you to have some accountability when you're a founder taking money. So this is why they'll be like, hey, we need a C corporation. So investors love C corporations. You guys, I feel like right now already I got the cue from Chris in like 20 minutes. <laughs> That's this, not even possible, got, man. We gonna might have to go. Okay. We might have to run this all the way to the end. And hey, we're gonna give you a lot of information, but we yeah. gonna run it. We got, we, we we gonna got run a lot it. of information. We gonna run we it. We gonna run it. We try to keep them at usually 20, 30 minutes, but like I already see now, we're. It's oh cool. man, we so, not even. Last okay. thing, word incorporate again. I'm gonna give you my experience. This is not legal advice, but for a startup founder, remember we talked about startup. what a startup is. So if you're not a startup, you can just. Listen, if you're an entrepreneur, this is not apply to you. General entrepreneurs generally incorporate in your state. Startup founder. It's most investors prefer you to incorporate in the state of Delaware. It says here, since its laws and regulations are both familiar and preferable to professional investment groups and startup lawyers, you need to definitely look this up, do your own research. But what I had to do, I incorporated my business as an Ohio LLC. That's what I thought. Right. And I had to go back and reincorporate my company in the state of Delaware as a C corporation and then get licensed to do business in the state of Ohio. Of course, this costs okay. money. You got to pay to play. In every state you're playing in, you got to pay to play. You, you have to operate legally at all times and right. under everywhere you're doing business. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing business in Florida. Do we, are we doing a session in legal? I mean, a little <laughs> brief moment, but we're going to have a yeah. deeper episode and definitely have someone talk. But, you know, again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm just giving right, you my right. experience. Just but experience. as a CEO and founder, I have studied law. But I that's understand real. every contract that my company has that I sign with my name on and I read every word of it and I understand it. And if I don't understand it, I make sure somebody explains it. I'm not just signing shit. Do not just sign stuff. Um, the next thing, employment agreements. So you, right now it's just you. You need to have an employment agreement with yourself in the company. You are an employee That's of the company. Advice. If you're taking money, are you are you paying yourself anything? Even if things you, even if it's money from sales, even if it's money that you invested in the company and took some back, get your paperwork right. Employment agreement with you and everybody involved. Be very clear about what they're doing there. Create revenue companies. Just because you're not making money does not mean you should not have clearly defined terms of what everybody's role right. is, what they're doing. When the money come, believe me, I'm telling you, when the money come, everybody brand new, everybody done did so much. Have it written down. They said, man, actually, Don't I, have, yeah. I thought I was a, yeah. a manager. I thought I was VP. <laughs> I thought I was You mean a, to me I'm not vice what president? You mean? No, I could barely get you to respond to emails. <laughs> and now you here. You here. You when that when that press release drop and that round gets closed, hey. That's like that NFL check from the draft. Hey, everybody here. Hey, everybody on your phone. So, paperwork. Everybody be clear of who you are. Job descriptions. Everybody needs to sign an intellectual property assignment agreement. That means everything they do when they're working for your company, everything they create, all the ideas they create working with you, the company owns them. Duh. You wouldn't be thinking of yeah. this shit if you wasn't working here. That's ours. Bring yeah. me that IP. 
lock your IP and that's, down. And that's standard. Protect so, your IP. Yeah. And every company yeah. says that, but it's no difference, yeah. especially when exactly. you're in early stage I, and, and, that, and that's I, your point. Yeah. It's like you don't need to wait until, you know, or matter of fact, not even wait. It's like, actually, if you don't do what those best practices are, will you ever get? Because something is going to come and, and test that. So you might as well come out the Absolutely. gates. Absolutely. Let's be very clear. Um, and then, you know, that's... That's all I have for this particular section about like operations. Figure out who you are, get your team together, and then when you're thinking about you want to, this we're jumping in. I'm not even going to yeah, talk we about the money yet, but just no. making sure in your mind, in your head, that you have an employee stock option pool in your mind. If you want to have people that startups, I'm talking to startups. If you want to have people that work for you, work with you, are willing to not get paid when the check don't come. You need to be giving them options, and you need to set aside in your mind a percentage that you're going to allocate to these people that are helping you build your dream. That's called the Employee Stock Option Pool. That's an ESOP. They're going to say ESOP, and you're going to be like, what? That's what happened to me. ESOP, like fables, or like, what you mean, ESOP? <laughs> no, Employee Stock Option Pool. What are you pool. saying? ASOP? ASOP? Rocky? ASOP? <laughs> so again, good. we're going to do that. I'm going to let, we'll just tag team on this language of the pitch deck. Yeah, language of the pitch it's deck. So. Like, yeah, this is another language thing, like this. you know, when when when. Can a pitch deck, a pitch is not a marketing. It's not. Is that a marketing right. pitch? Right, pitch is not that, um, and the deck is 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 not a deck of cards. So, right. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those right. things, like you probably have, you know, closely been doing something like this if you've been presenting, if you've been talking, but it is a structure, and a lot of this I'm learning. I've learned directly from being involved with Popcom. Um, and being involved in the startup space, man. So, yeah, so let's just jump into it, right? So you got the problem, right? Um, what is the problem you're trying to solve? Like you said, the, the people want to know, because scalable, so it can't be like a million-dollar problem, right? No. It can't be a two million. It can't even be a 10 million. You know, like, yes. people are not looking for to solve those kind of problems when you're talking about startups and scalability. Startups. Now, entrepreneurs, right? if you have a small problem, a neighborhood problem, yep. the grass, people need lawn service. That's another thing. This this podcast is really focusing more on startups. So the, the things we say, you know, a million-dollar business is an amazing business. Incredible. Congratulations, an incredible business. But if you're a startup, that's not going to cut it. A million-dollar business is not going to get any investment. It's not scalable, and that's all we're saying. Yep. So what's the big problem? So we going for problem. We just gonna run the deck. Yeah, what's the solution? Solution. In, in a real quick yeah. one phrase, one sentence. Say it. Not so, long solving a problem. Problem. Yeah. Solution, solving a problem. What's your remedy? How you gonna fix it? What are you gonna do? Alright. So then we got market. Talk yeah, talk about market because I think Popcom is in a adult market. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's something that you need to know. And this is all of this that I'm telling you today is for your self-evaluation. Like, the deck for startups has replaced the traditional business plan that, as an entrepreneur, I had to write 20-page business plan. It's really the deck. So it's like, TAM, total available market. It's the total market It's the total market demand for the product. What's the total market demand? Like, how many people in general? You can say, you know, a billion people drive cars. That's the total market demand. The SAM. The serviceable, available market to you. That's the segment of the TAM that's targeted segment. by your product. So yep. a billion people drive cars, but we're selling red cars. Okay, 500 million people drive red cars. There we go. There's your SAM, your SOM, serviceable, obtainable market. It's the portion of that SAM you can capture. Right. 
You can't get all of them. No. Nope. Because you're selling red cars, but so is Ford. Yep. So is Toyota. It's competitors. So, is, so what market can you really yeah. capture? And what is people what's ready. realistic? You should know that. Because it's going to help you with their projections. Man. Help you with building out your business. What can you actually capture? Entrepreneurs kill me. You got to think a lot of this, Getting on these decks too. and these slides and talking about the total market is... The world market is such and such billion. You're not about to get every every single one about of them the people. World. Yeah. You're not even getting a fraction. And guess what? That's okay. Yep. 1% of a multi-billion trillion dollar market is a bag. So you're good. Bag. Be realistic. That's Steve Jobs' presentation. Yeah. Everybody knows when you're bullshitting. Teams know when you're bullshitting. Yeah. I see your numbers are beefed up. Stop bullshitting. I res- it's a respect. You know, we respect the numbers. Know your numbers. Um, you want to run down the rest yep. real fast? Our customer acquisition strategy. How so how are we going to get these customers? Yeah. How? Yeah. You know, so are what, what are we going to do? Uh, projections. So what are we looking, you know, what are we going to do this year? Right. You know, what are we going to do next year? So I know we have targets of a part of, a part of all those calls and conversations. We have to place X amount of kiosks in the market by this date. That's what we're promising. That's what we're going to deliver on. So we have to understand that. Then after that, what we're going to do after that? Why would I? Why would anybody give you a dollar if, the, if you don't even know if you're going to be here? You don't next even year? Ha- know how you're going to spend it. The projections yeah. make you detail your use of funds. And how will they give you money? And you don't know where all that, that money is going to be accounted for. And believe me, when somebody gives you check their run they want to see where it's at so definitely projection yep. i can jump in real quick traction and this is in no particular order put your deck in order of your best the way you talk about it best just hit these words traction basically what's your success what's going on what you doing what progress you making and sometimes traction is hire a team member to build it for me Finish. Traction is every move you're making. Yeah. Let them know what moves you're making. In our case, we we got to show numbers at this point. We got we got some checks, so they like um. Excuse me, we don't hear want to hear no other traction but revenue. Right. Thank you. What? You Where's your money what? at? That's all they want to hear. What's your revenue traction? Yeah. But you know, different stages. Um, lifetime value. My my one of my most embarrassing moments ever of my entrepreneurial career were lifetime value, and that is the value of each customer each year to you. The value of the lifetime of that customer, meaning. With a pair of flat out of heels, for example, I would say customers buy two pairs a year. So if the shoes cost $20 a pair and they buy two pairs a year, the lifetime value value is $40 a year. If your customers buy something daily, that's a daily, then you calculate that and give a year. Or, you know, lifetime value is $100 a year, $500 a year. But how much you're spending with you every year? What's the value? Or or maybe it's a short time span over a lifetime. Maybe you, you might have a customer three years and they tap out, so you want to make sure that, you know, you get that you you calculate for that you project for that because you know they're going to be churned churn means customers that you lose churn right. they're churning they're going away so when they go away you need to be bringing more customers in if you know your lifetime value you know where you need to fill in those gaps if you know you want to lose a customer after 12 months because that's your cycle make sure you're right. bringing in people to fill that funnel multiply multiply know your churn which goes into and know that your lifetime pipeline, value Boom. right which go goes ahead. straight into that pipeline so you got to be working on stuff constantly 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 can't take for granted because a lot of deals they take time to close right that's the part like it ain't like oh i'm gonna just go out sell them this and then they just gonna be here we good so i always got to keep something uh in the pipeline um the ask right so don is a master closer master pitcher (laughs) right um how are you raising at what then I, I wish we, we could tell all the stories we but have crazy stories about i wish this. we could tell all the stories and we'll but talk deeper in another yeah. some other further episodes and i'll get very much so Man. deeper into valuations deeper into investment pitching but right now in this podcast you're not ready because you're just figuring out who the hell you are and what your business is and that's where we're at and making sure your your shit is together to even talk to an investor so the ask but hey 
you need to know in this deck you're creating for yourself you need to know how much money you need the ask how much money are you short to get this going what is the ask what are you going to ask investors for what are you going to go to get a loan for whatever way you choose to get capital which we'll talk about later um the competitor analysis who's doing this this should have been happened this you should have done this up there with the tam sam sam because you should know your yeah, competitor true I have all my competitors on Google yeah, Alert. We got a, a whole Google Slack. Alert. Anytime my competitors <laughs> are in the Slack media, channel, right? A all whole day. Slack channel. Keyword Google, Google, Google Alert. All the keywords: automated retail, vending, right? Pitch competitions, rollable flats. Anything that comes across Google, it's coming into my inbox. I need to know what you're doing. I know right. my competitors. I can go work for them, and I know their business inside and so out. So you mean you can't say we have no competitors? I mean, they're everybody has some type of competition yeah we have competition investors don't yeah. like to hear that but i yeah. just say you know what i consider competitors are anyone that's operating in the automated retail space and getting some traction because they're demonstrating that it's valid yeah. what we're doing specifically there's no competitors for but there's certainly competitive companies that are competitive in our space absolutely and so that's what i go off of and so you know that's it it is what it is then your team on the pitch deck is like why is your team the best to do this sometimes if it's just you why, and you're trying to get a team and getting started, why are you the best person to start this business right now? What qualifies you to start this? Not because you think it's a good idea. That ain't enough. Right. That ain't enough. And then use the funds. You know, use the funds. Um, how are you going to use this money? What are you going to do with it? Detailed month-by-month -month expenses. Um, if you got any media awards, investors, accolades. Yeah, PR, brand. Everybody want to mess with a winner, out. right? They want to. Yeah. I mean, people are betting on you. So yeah, shout yourself I out. Intellectual know. property, they're going to ask you, um, what's the IP? And you need to know what that means. What, what's your intellectual property? What is what is unique to your business? What are secret sauce? Do you have any right. patents? Do you have any patents pending? Do you have any anything? Um, you know, your trademarks, your copyrights, like what are you owning? What's, what's rock solid? That's important. Now, I usually have an I always have an appendix for my decks with a, whole, with a whole bunch of other information in it. But things that you should know, um, you know, milestones. What have you done? And chart that out with dates, market research, knowing the market inside and yeah. out, the growth. And then testimonials about you, about customers. But make sure all that is tight, buttoned up, buttoned up, tight, tight, tight before you even consider getting an investor, getting a team member, getting a customer, you should know your business in and out. I, could, I should be able to walk up to you and ask you any question. What's your Tam? What's your Sam? You just know it like it's nothing. Right. It's nothing. That's what you're saying. Right. So. Before we flow into like the, my least favorite part of being a CEO, which is, um, well, now it's, it's not so bad when I had to really learn it, but it was like the confusing language of finance as a journalism person. I definitely was not taking a whole bunch of finance classes um, at all when I was in school, but I had to get it together fast. So in my rant, I talked about people that say, I'm not good with numbers. You know, I'm not good with numbers and you better get good, figure it out, get good right away. You better figure out how to get good. So one of the first things they're gonna say to you in due diligence, with due diligence is when they comb through all of your documents and wanna know what you got going on, where's your profit and loss? What's your p &L? What's your balance sheet? Mm -hmm. What's your cash flow statement? What's so the money looking like? About. And I've talked to entrepreneurs and they're like, oh, I'm not keeping my books. And I know you don't have any money in the beginning. And I know you're like, this is nothing. But you still need to account for every single thing. Every You still need to keep books. We keep books and they be read for years. Everybody's in the red. Newsflash. That's what we're trying to get out of. You know, businesses be in the red. But you still got to keep very, very detailed, detailed, detailed financial records of everything that you do. 
Um, last thing, I'm gonna just jump in on this before we jump in on one of my next favorite. I'm gonna let Colleen kick it off with this next one. But um, make sure any money you raise, just, just in general, get an understanding of SEC rules around fundraising. Start reading stuff. It's not fun. It ain't, it's not entertaining. It's not sexy. It's not an easy right. read. You might fall asleep. Get back up and read it again. No IG because you need to understand one. what the laws are around businesses and, and taking money. And Man. then also look at look into insurance. Insurance is important. You know, this is an early thing. Just start looking, researching, knowing about insurance, knowing about DNO insurance, you know, know about you know, executive insurance. Just know about things because I say stay ready before you have to get ready. Yeah. And I mean, it's good because this is all stuff that people need to think about. Um, everybody's got to think about, like, to get ready to be prepared for this. Um, and it lets you know if you really even want that journey because you might be like, you know what? I thought I wanted to start up, but, you know, I'm just Absolutely. I'm cool over here. You know what I mean? Um, and that's different between those who win and those who not. You look at people and we think they're winning and, you know, they're so so much bigger. But really, they got their shit together. You dropped a great, a great bar about this earlier. Um, that That's a great appropriate time to drop that bar. But that having your shit together, knowing these words, that's going to just knowing the vocabulary is going to put you at such yeah. an advantage. People not such looking, an advantage. People checking for people that know because in, in any situation, it's like, only way I know how you think is by what you say. So I don't know who you are. So the only thing I got is is what you say. And what you say and how you say it lets me know that either you know what you're talking about, are you around people that know, or you've done the research. But it, it tells me you somehow in this space. So yep. we could jump to this. Uh, I think it's critical. This is something that I've just learned, man, Drop which is the difference though. between humble and um and being grounded and so this made me think about jay-z got that track fuck up the world um wait tell them rumble young man rumble try to dim your lights tell you be humble try to dim your lights try to dim your lights tell you be humble and if you're if you understand the reference to rumble young man rumble and where that yeah like, yeah come on man stems from, right you'll understand what that and i'm gonna really let y'all do the search on that because yeah. like we said man, y'all, look up. Y'all people do gotta work. do some work look gotta up do some work, the significance you know? of rumble young man rumble try to dim your lights tell you to be humble and, and even we was all loving kendrick lamar's be humble sit down, sit down. we was loving it because it's like we are taught as a culture to be humble and it's just something and I would even say to myself like yes I'm gonna say humble I'm gonna say humble until yep. I looked up the definition because I'm really into etymology now right. look up which that. is wild I'm really looking into what the words that I use to reference myself man, the words that I use and I'm this like this definition a surprised me words man, the I actual didn't know. definition you like when I read them? this the actual definition humble means this is the actual definition having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's importance of low social administrative or political rank that of is low the rank. literal modest definition estimate of your importance fuck that fuck Whoa. humble i am never gonna have a modest <laughs> i can't be humble. modest of me no low but, estimate of one's importance you, right and that's when you and when you look at people who have uh -huh. achieved great success, you'll hear them start to use the word grounded. There we go. And then you say, well, what's the difference between the words you choose? Well, it is a difference between the words you choose. And this, I love grounded, and this is this is really what I want us all to talk about. Stop telling us ourselves and each other to be humble. Yep. We don't have to be humble. Nope. We're very important. We see ourselves as important. The words we use for ourselves creates who we are, it creates our identity. So being grounded is well balanced and sensible. I love yes. this last, this next part. A person who is well grounded 
means they have experienced many areas of life, they've made it through difficult situations and come through it well. They can handle many situations and maintain their equanimity. Someone who is well-grounded understands themselves and the people around them and treats them accordingly. Man. I strive to Which be. Which one do you want to be? I strive to be. <laughs> Which and one never you strive to be? Having a modest or low estimate of my own importance, but right. always understanding myself and the people around me and treating them accordingly. Right. That's bars right there. I mean, because when you go in, we don't think about it, right? So, like, if a person's, let's say, a doctor, and a doctor comes in and you say, hey, man, um, I need you to do this surgery on my kid. And they like, well, you know, you know, we'll see. I, I'm gonna try. I dabble with it. You like, no, no, no. I need somebody to come in. Like, yeah, you talk about this surgery. Yeah, I'm an expert at that. I've been yes. doing that for at least 15 years. I've had 99.9 percent successful rate. Yes. I know that we'll be able to save your son. Like, Absolutely. That's who you want to kind of bring it to. So we're saying, hey, y'all, give me this money. Yo, you want to get the money to the best. If anything, I'm going to just hold the money and be like, I'll just save it for someone who knows that they're the person for the job. And that's the same thing in, in business, in a relationship. I mean, you want your person you with to be... Know your worth. Don't downplay you know, yourself. You know, like, I'm okay. Yeah, don't downplay yourself. Oh, then why am I here? I'm not... I don't want the okay. No. I want... I want the real. So, yeah, we have to... Like you said, it's a cultural thing, and it doesn't get us any there. It gets, it gets people robbed, taken advantage of. Um, not taken seriously because they're not grounded. They're not grounded. So this is good because I was like, hey, I would love to hit it at 45. And we're going to wrap it up with the books. And Ooh. we got some good books for y'all. We got some really oh, good man. books for you yeah, guys. Yeah. We had a few bars we didn't hit. I would love for you to recite some of them bars that we had. You know, Listen. Okay. Look. Uh, Y'all know this, bigger than hip hop. In the real world, these just people with ideas. They just like me and you when the smoking camera disappear. I remember I was so afraid to get into tech because I'm like, oh, I'm not a technical person, yada, yada, yada. And then you get up on people. Don't nobody know what they're doing. They're just people with ideas. (laughs) They're just people with ideas. They like They just believe in their ideas. Yeah. To the smoking camera disappear. Yep, there we go. That's that's talking about me for real. Like, I'm here because... I was tired of people putting me on a fucking pedestal. Let's go. Don't. Look, not I'm right here. Bars, I'm working man. right like alongside y'all. I'm going right. through some real shit. Yeah, yes, you see me in real. the cameras. The awards, they're lovely. <laughs> shit's real over here. Yeah. Stop putting me on a pedestal. Nah, I'm learning as we go. As we go. But guess working. what? My shit's together, though. My shit's yeah, tight. It's just people My shit's working. buttoned up. But in the real world, I'm somebody with an idea. I'm like you. So let's get it. Let's go. So here's some books. The first one, Venture Deals. The Man. language of just startups and investing. Brad Fell, Jason Mendelson. Bars. Hey, that just book. baseline, <laughs> understanding, baseline. Got to get it. It's a it's a great book. The Entrepreneur of Mind by my friend Kevin Johnson. This is an excellent book. This is a this is an, a black author. He's a great entrepreneur. Taught me a lot. Um, another one, Blueprint to a Billion. This is the legit blueprint to a billion. David G. Thompson. <laughs> like It is a step-by-step showing you how many companies went from beginning to a billion. Hey, why reinvent the wheel? Read. Read. The next one, why should white guys have all the fun? Classic. Real spill. <laughs> That's a classic. Blair yeah. Walker and Reginald Lewis. To the great Reginald Lewis. You know, we have people, Man. blacks in business, that have, have achieved great things. We definitely need to continue just to learn and to build and expand upon that. Yes. And do not be intimidated. 
do not be intimidated and that's a that part of you're the not language. represented. So what? Yeah, that's so a part what? of the language is knowing that there was people. Like, I know you talk a lot about your mentors and, you know, people who you know. And that what gives it credence. Like, you know, credibility when it's like you understand the space before you and how to yep. speak to that, right? The people that came before you and things. My last one is good to great. Jim Collins. Just scaling an organization from good to great. I don't want to be good. I want to be great. I want to be just That's in that the line highest too. Don't be good, my nigga. Be great. word for complete excellence and I strive for that. And you know, it is a way to do that. There it's and it's all in small things. It's all in the actions you do, a habit you do daily, things you repeat, the culture you create, the person you are. This is going to get you to greatness. And I'm going to let Absolutely. you kick it in. And I got um I got the lean startup, um, Eric Weiss. So that was that was a powerful How read. was that for you coming yeah. into tech? How did that I help mean, you? It's a process on how you stay in business, how you stay afloat, why people aren't able to do it. Um, people building projects that What's an MVP? We didn't even talk wants. about that. Oh, we didn't yeah. even say oh, that word. Even say we didn't MVP. even say that word. Yeah, MVP, minimal viable product. So um, before you go and build this lavish thing, like what is, give me a basic idea of what's going to happen here. What is the smallest, you know, most minimal thing we could do that proves Talk about the your concept, MVP, right? right? Yeah, that proves your concept. That proves your, your, uh, your business model. Yeah, it's we gonna built be a box that didn't so, dispense to prove it out. Yep, we had a prototype. It was down there, Afrotech and other places Shout out to the Morgan Afrotech team. You know, um, doing big things. Y'all better be there. Doing Support. our idea. We just people with ideas. So, we was working. Uh, next one is uh, business model ge- generation, Alexander Osterwald, and don't know how to say this last name, Vies Pinure, I guess. Who um, speak French? Listen, business say. model generation is a dope start. It is like a visual book for like how to visualize business models and how to walk yourself through a process with something they call the business model canvas. Walk it, um, uh, talk it. Hey, walk it, like I talk. Hey, so you okay. need that business, you need that to say, here's a lot of the stuff we was talking about before it helps you go through that but in a visual kind of way so people can see what you mean and the last one is uh, um it's called 88 the narrow road uh by felix dennis who was the founder of maxim magazine and um it's really much like cliff notes it's like here's a small guide for people to just navigate the world of uh, business every chapter is like one page because he nice. basically made it for executives and ceo people that's like i ain't gonna read the full book it's a condensed version of a, another book he had to just say quick things that he's learned not legal advice but things that he's learned so those are my books nice so we'll drop them of course we're, we're gonna be live as always apple Spotify, mm-hmm. Billions Are Buzz, Google, we there, find us. And a new thing we're starting out for the, for this week is every Monday, we're going to be on Instagram Live doing a Q&A. It's going to be 8 p.m. Eastern with a live Q&A on IG. Just talk and come say yes. hi, come ask us about the episode. We're going to have special guests drop in. Yep, and we're going yep. to keep it going. And so we want to engage with y'all. We want to hear your feedback. And Thanks for joining us. Man, thank y'all so we much, man. We really appreciate Get your language together. Get your bars people. up. And get your bars and we, together. And we love y'all, man. But we all got to step these bars up. You feel me? We out.